You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Batgirl, Bond 25, and a really big flop of a movie called Black Panther. Stay tuned! Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Good morning, Meet the Movie Pressers. Uh, I am Jeff Snyder, host of Meet the Movie Press on the Popcorn Talk Network, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com, and at the Insider on Twitter, Instagram, and with me as always... Simon Thompson, uh, at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook, and my shit's all over Forbes and E and various other places. Gross. And with us today, he needs no introduction <laughs> from the rap, the ace scooper himself, Umberto Gonzalez. A.K.A. What's good, El Mayimbe? It's been a hot minute since. <laughs> What's popping, big guy? What's popping? Good to have you back. Work. It is good yeah. to have you back. It's good to see you. Likewise, uh, man. It's cold out there. It's Where are we there. living? It's freezing. It's brick out there. Yeah. I'm in a jacket in LA. As THR, as THR said, it is bitingly cold. The, the yeah, stars it's... have braced the biting 50 degree weather. Yeah, now, I, I, coming from the UK, this is summer. Yeah, really. This is summer. This although, is like pants off. Although in Boston, I hear it's like 70 degrees. Yeah. So I'm a little jealous We're of Boston. complaining right about now. the cold and that poor Jennifer Lawrence out there in, in, in oh, a dress. Geez, what I should have came here in a What a ridiculous beard. story. <laughs> Let her wear what she wants to wear, people. Um, yeah. Lots to discuss this week. Uh, yeah. you, you good, though? You've you, you been good over there? Oh, yeah. Everything going well? Good. Yeah. You've you been doing a great job. Let her wear what she wants to wear. Okay, that okay, was me. Great. That was <laughs> I did say arguing that arguing with yourself. That is a first. <laughs> a lot of firsts on this show. That is a new one. They say I'm a crazy person. All right, let's talk about Batgirl. Yeah, you kick this off, Umberto. Give Batgirl. us give, give us the scoop. Joss Whedon, Hollywood Reporter, breaks the news out of nowhere yesterday. Joss Whedon is leaving Batgirl. Why? He says he can't find a story. He's been trying for a year. He just can't crack it. They part uh, their ways. Is that is that what really went down, Umberto? I don't buy it really. Okay, look at the culture that we're currently in right now—the Me Too movement and stuff—and um, you know she's she's a female character, and he got into some issues that my outlet reported a guest blog by his wife. Right. So, and then the debacle over Justice League. Okay? Yeah. Like I thought fans would be happy. That he's directing on the country, they were happy that he left. Yesterday. Yeah, the response is, um, I think, it was pretty positive yesterday. I think it was more that people were really excited by the idea that a, a female filmmaker could come in, um, Simon. But do you think, do you think this movie happens without Joss? I thought this was sort of Joss Whedon's baby, right? You know, I mean, I, we we disagree on this. Um, I I I do think that this will happen. But I think it'll be a woman who takes it over. Now, if Joss Whedon or anybody's looking for a story, I have a story for Batgirl. <laughs> I, I actually wrote one. I'm not even a, a huge Batgirl fan. I've got a great idea. So if DC is short, call, Simon. call me because I've got one ready to go. But I think it was a bit of an oversight, regardless of everything that, that you've said about Joss. I think it was a slight oversight by the fact that the strength for DC so far has been when they've had a woman handling female-led stories within that world when the guys have done it they've they've had differing success but i think if i was dc and if i was warner i would have just gone and said let's get a woman to tell this story not that men can't tell the story but women do it better in that universe 
And I just think for all the topics that you discuss, it just would have been a much better idea right off the bat. Not meant to pun intended. What do you think? Like you and I, man, you know, we, we, we do this for a living. So if I was to suspect something, they'd probably call Kelly McConnick or any of these ladies to come in and try to crack the script. The ladies that are working right now on, uh, on Bumblebee, um, mm-hmm. the ones working on the other DC project over there uh, for... Um, for Margot Robbie, so they got to get a script first. So right. I'm pretty sure they're going to go to all the go-to hot top five female writers first, get takes, you know, get a script. If that's indeed the case, I don't know. I'm, I got to find that out today, actually. And then, uh, so, you, so you think that they'll hire a writer before turning their attention to a filmmaker? You don't think that they'll end up hiring like a writer director? I don't know. Or maybe, or maybe they give a right. You know, look at the, look at Flashpoint. They're giving these two writers from Spider-Man: Homecoming right. their first. De- you know, they're still in talks, technically, to direct the movie. Mm-hmm. So why not give one of these writers a chance to direct as well? Surround them with a good team. Um, There's a lot of possibilities. But I think right now, less than 30 days away, that it's all in the hands of the Department of Justice. That Like Fox also, they don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, they might say something today, but in a week or so or a couple of years after the merger happens, if it does happen, AT&T has, might have plans different for DC altogether. We don't know that. Right. And that's yeah, a big that, thing weighing on them. That, that, that's a fair point. It, you know, Warner Brothers is kind of in a holding pattern while they see whether this deal goes through. Um, you know, ba- Batgirl wasn't something that had a start date. It, you know, it hadn't started casting. It, it's like, I guess, you know, when, when we saw, there was like a period last year where there was a flood of DC announcements. And it was just like every week there was another project being announced. Like, is that the danger of leaks that then something like this happens and it, and, and it looks like there's a problem in the DC universe yeah, when me. really it was just like, eh, this probably they, shouldn't have even been announced to begin with? They do have a leak problem. They were even trying to hire an individual. Like, you know how Lucasfilm has somebody, Marvel has somebody for like specifically for IP? They were mm-hmm. trying to do something to, to prevent leaks, but Sue Crow wasn't having it at her time. She deaded that. She's mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm in control here. So uh, I think... I, I mean, for example, here's something that's never been told, a little tidbit for you guys. The Joker movie just wasn't invented recently, post after the DC, after Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. It was pitched to Greg Silverman two years ago. Mm-hmm. This is a Silverman project that's been in development for two years. It just happened to get out now after the movie. This is the Todd Phillips one. The Todd Phillips to, one. Right. So that, it's basically. Joaquin is uh, that they want Joaquin for. Yeah. Yeah, they want. It's like a DC Elseworlds story and stuff. I think if they. They might even call it DC Elseworlds. Don't hold me to that. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the name of the label is yet. But it's mm-hmm. yeah, something that Todd Phillips came in. He pitched. You know, I don't want to be died, tied down to some universal continuity. I want to do like some Elseworlds thing. So, all right, cool. But that was two years ago. Not recently, right. last six months when Boris reported it, causing all this chaos. So that's how the leaks. Right. That the accuracy is not. Is out. It's not out and, there, and that's how fans sort of get the timelines crossed. Yeah. yeah, there was, and there was a little bit of news in different corners of the DC universe. Um, obviously, with the Joker thing, yep. you know, Crow uh, and I uh, got into it with his <laughs> Chastain story, and we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, you made but, up now, though. You made yeah, up. Let's, our pal yeah, Justin. We, there was there was had a little cut. <laughs> yes, our pal wrote <laughs> it out. He'll appreciate that, that reference. Um, <laughs> but it's like so, I saw so, that. I literally stepped away from Twitter. I was like, shit. Yeah. So I, I posted the information that I had. On the Joker and, and it had like a start date on it and people just like ran with that and I'm like this is why this information can't go out to like you know all the blog sites because nobody checks anything yeah like that that is Copy why you get those those magical documents is to check these things not to just put it all out there um, and then Chris McKay mm. he got the job of doing uh, he's in negotiation to Dungeons and Dragons yeah. at Paramount which led me which I'm sorry to, about. to you know speculate in a sense where it's like listen if if Nightwing was happening anytime soon he wouldn't be negotiating for a big job right. at Paramount. Yeah. That's just how you read these leaves. What did you guys think of that? 
Uh, it, it falls like Lobo's another one. It's been in development for 10 years. Yeah. Nightwing, okay, right now, DC, I do know this. They're going to try to figure out the four, the core five. Flash, Batman, right. Aquaman, the Green Lantern Corps. Then they'll worry about the side characters like Nightwing, Batgirl. So, so you, think, you think Flash is really the next priority over there? Uh, what's the next? Run no, Wonder Woman. They go this. Well, well, okay, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman two is definitely happening. Oh, we know yeah. the Aquaman's. And then we know the right. that's definite release. So and I then think, Flash. Yeah, yeah. And and you think something like Gotham City Sirens? That's like pipe, down the line. Yeah, that's like, a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah. But also, and how? I mean, we're talking about how long these projects, you know, can take. I mean, how long did Wonder Woman take? I mean, that was oh. that was the longest time. I mean, how many people were that attached in, to that over the years? That was a, that was in development. I remember reading the first when Joel Silver was attached to produce over a decade ago. Yeah, I got the script from these brand new two writers. It was a period piece with Steve mm-hmm. Trevor. It was awesome. And then uh, Josh Whedon did a take. Okay, and then that didn't go anywhere, and then they finally nailed it with Jeff and uh, and Patty. Mm-hmm. I I just think um, I don't know what I don't know what I think at this point of DC, but uh, oh. I'm, I'm not surprised. Well, that, I don't, that I don't lo- think DC know what they think of DC generally. I think there's a lot of question marks and kind of where do you where do you how do you solve a problem like DC? Where do you start? I mean, they they're you must think about it. They must be overwhelmed, like a juggernaut like Marvel with mm. this massive success. They're like the Patriots and the well, DC the become the Jets. You can't, you can't try to compete. You know, they try to reverse engineer that whole universe thing. And I, I think that this standalone idea is much better. That is how you get a guy like Joaquin Phoenix. You you say, yeah. listen, you're not going to be stuck playing this character for the next ten years, like Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then every movie you turn up and you, it just feels like Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark these days. Like you, you say, Joaquin, one fucking badass movie, and and you're out. And th- I think that's how you well, improve that universe. Around, he, you did this. You did this before years ago when he was a, when he was uh, supposed to play Lex. He, he yeah, dances around DC Pride. Let's see if it gets past negotiation stage and the offer signed yes, and it's a course. deal's close because that he's flaky like that. Of course, well, I'm, other people do these universes. I mean, out, let's take it away from DC. Other people do these universes where you don't have people refer. You you have references to things that have happened, but you don't have those characters in it. And that might be a much safer path for DC moving forward, is they are within this world, but they don't come together. Or you do something where they just do like a Justice League 2, and then that influences the other stories. But it's a fan out, rather than a, everything has to be literally cameos and, and juxtas and like they've done with Avengers. Well, I, I think that um, Warner Brothers should move forward with Batgirl. I, I think Wonder Woman is not yeah. just enough... Uh, you know, one female-led right. project is kind of just lip service. Um, so let's see them develop an- another character. Uh, and I hope that they go young with it. In the chat, people were talking about directors. Um, Zayas has said, uh, if they want to get a director, what about Catherine Bigelow? I'd say no to that. Dee Reese, maybe. Well, see, like, okay, Greta they- Gerwig, Ava DuVernay. Oh, Jesus um, Christ. All these suggestions are awful. Every single one that was just said. Do you know what? I, I, <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, there's I, I one there that I actually actually quite like. Greta Gerwig. Oh, Jesus Christ. Confession, I haven't seen Lady Bird. It's pretty good. I didn't love it as much as other people. It's pretty good. Okay. If that if that is, like, if we build up these female directors like Greta Gerwig only to ship them to the DC Universe, fucking so help me God. Oh, and, wow. and Catherine Bigelow. Like, I don't understand. Like... I, just, I, just, I don't understand that because she's had the last decade of these kinds of opportunities and she hasn't pursued them. She's not interested in it. She's way better than this. She's an Oscar-winning director. When's the last time you saw an Oscar-winning director come to the DC Universe? 
Uh, yeah. Oscar winner. You got, no, I mean, come on, a time crunch. Not yet. Time to think, come on. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, absurd. it's an absurd suggestion. Uh, there was one more uh, little tidbit out of DC this week Aquaman test screening. Oh, yeah. What yeah. did you hear from that? Oh, I heard it was great, man. I mean, these are kids. They could, they're, of course, biased and stuff, but, you know, like what's been out there, it's, it packs an emotional lot. It's, someone else told me it was a palate cleanser for them, mm-hmm. for DC, like what's happened with the Zack Snyder film. So, uh, high hopes for that one in Shazam. I heard that um, it plays like an Indiana Jones movie. Yes. I'm and that. that the action is, uh, puts, just, puts Wonder Woman and Justice League to shame. That is what I heard. Ooh, and, and that would make sense. Awesome. James Wan is an experienced action director. Mm. I would expect the action to really be awesome. Uh, and the fact that uh, I imagine a lot of it is going to be underwater, too, is a different element uh, than we've seen in a lot of these movies. So I'm not surprised that I, got, I heard, heard reports that the action was awesome. Congratulations. What you just said is going to come out on 50 fanboy blogs. Yeah, <laughs> believe me. I, I know. Including my own guys. Get but on it. For well, me, with, with, we, need, with we need to the, up the viewership here at Meet the Movie Press because <laughs> apparently people aren't watching enough. For me, with the DC universe, the, my favorite films within it have been the ones where it has just been one person. And Aquaman is not a character that I personally got a great affinity for, but it is a film that I'm looking forward to. Um, I mean, I, I like Man of Steel. Um, I like. I really like Wonder Woman. Uh, Aquaman. I'm. I'm. I'm excited about. Let's go so, through the whole roster of of everyone you like and don't like, Simon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then I didn't like Suicide Squad, and I didn't like Justice League. Who did I like think either of those? Of wow. So there you go. The Snyder get... Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Pipe dream. Y'all gotta. Okay, DC fans. This y'all gotta so get over annoying. it. That's not gonna happen. It's a pipe dream. Okay. Let it go. Okay. I would, if there was indeed a Snyder Cut, I would have reported it years. We're ago. gonna move on. I, I move just. On. I, you can't. Literally. You can't blame Warner Brothers for for signing Joss on to do Batgirl. This is the director of the Avengers and Age of yes, Ultron. Yes, you can actually because I personally too. I'm not. You being thought a, it was a, a weird hire at the it's time. It's not a weird hire. They should have. They should have just wrote out and see what I mean. What. They should have let Zach finish it regardless. They knew, if they knew that they couldn't save it, they just should have let the guy finish the movie. Um, but but that's on Justice League. I, I mean, on Batgirl. Like when, Batgirl. when the director of Avengers comes to you with an idea for a movie, I mean, you got to listen. But so, Simon, in closing, who would you ta- who would you hire on Batgirl? Um, one uh, choice. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. No, I don't. It's it's kind of. I mean, I I, I know you dissed it. But I think if you bring someone, maybe not her, but someone with that kind of creativity for that kind of female character. I, people people were surprised when it was Patty Jenkins that was directing Wonder Woman. I think if you bring someone in with that kind of quirky sensibility Hank, who can be- deliver good characters. Do you have a name for me? I, w- I would say um, someone like a, a, a Ava DuVernay or a, a Greta Gerwig. Okay. Just because I think they will get the character right. I like your idea of the writer-director. I would go with a writer first, someone who could tackle it. Kelly Sue McConaughey, she's super hot right now. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Um, she writes okay. for Marvel. She writes yeah. comic books, too. I, 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 would, I would almost give, like, Phil Hay and Matt Manfredi the chance and, and like, Karen Kusama direct it. Karen Kusama. Just because I, I, I think she's earned her way back into the, the big-budget leagues. Um, Thanks. She's probably a contender. I'm excited awesome. for Destroyer. Like I said, I hope, I hope Nicole Kidman puts in a good word with the DC brass. Um, uh, I actually have a suggestion. So okay, who's that, Anthony? Uh, the director of the Bad Batch, Anna Lillian Amipour. I'll tell you, she has a great eye. She's a, a, a miserable, miserable storyteller. She she couldn't write a script at like at all. Yeah. But she has a great eye. So if she was directing someone else's uh, screenplay, I could totally see that, Anthony. 
But at the end of the day, we don't have to worry about this for a long time. That's right. Because it's not going to happen for a while. Bond, baby. Bond 25. Before we do that, can we just briefly, you touched on this Dungeons & Dragons, Chris McKay. Um, I know you were saying this has been in, like, you know, planned for, like, you know, 10 years or more. I mean, I can remember this being talked about twice as as long as, like, the Captain Planet movie that's never happened. Um, I would genuinely enjoy a Dungeons & Dragons movie. There are only a handful of these sort of fighting fantasy kind of things that I would like. I loved Dungeons and Dragons as a kid. And the I love, yeah, I'm yeah, the cartoon was fucking amazing. Me I mean, too, it's still yeah, to like this day is amazing. It's great fun. I like the cartoon. But yeah. I would love, I mean, I thought the, the, the Dungeons and Dragons movie they did a while ago was, was just really, really poor. I think with the right people, it could be genuinely really good. and be a great combination of really good action and some really nice, fun, funny stuff. I think if they do it right, it could be very successful and very enjoyable. I think you're the kind of person I would have shoved in a locker in high school. <laughs> Thanks you for ner- that, Jeff. You nerd. Fuck you very much. Fucking Dungeons and uh-uh. Dragons. I wouldn't let you do that because I was a jock that protected you, the Yeah, nerds. you would have been okay. the, the nerdy jock. Yeah, so exactly. Fuck you, Jeff. Dungeons and Dragons. This Holy you shit. Time? You, you, him in the asshole. You, you couldn't pay me enough <laughs> to see Dungeons and Dragons. This is like okay. maybe the geeky. What did you do as a kid, bro? This did is you... the fucking geekiest property I've ever heard of in the world. You have no. Do you, did, you, did you do anything geeky as a kid, bro? I did all kinds of geeky shit, but I also played sports. Oh, you did? So did I. Is that how you got your physique? <laughs> exactly. Dungeons and fucking dragons, man. That shit man. doesn't happen overnight. Hey, years of training. I don't still play no. that. Years of 24-sided die. Dungeons and dragons is not for me. That is, some, okay. that, that is like right. Warcraft shit. Oh. Holy crap, man. It could be. I've never touched Warcraft in my entire life, and I wouldn't. But Dungeons & Dragons, I've got love for that. I played the first you one guys on PC years ago. I actually have a 12-sided die in my bag for you guys to spin around afterwards. Nice. Dungeon Master over here. We'll lock you in a closet. You got a dice. Oh, my God. Fucking dice. I'm going to watch skip the cartoon on Hey, yeah. It's fucking great, mate. Seriously, I revisited it quite recently. That and Real Ghostbusters, and they still are fucking amazing. Real Ghostbusters is amazing. Oh, look at you, nerd. Lock him in a locker. We're going back G-Force, baby. Back in those days. Get your ass in a locker, fuck. Um, all right, Bond 25. Ooh. Can we move on? Can we go yes. to Bond yeah, 25? Yeah, yeah, let's go and talk about Bond 25. Justin story. Yeah, we're, like, we're already halfway nerds. in the fucking show. Kroll uh, broke this. He said that, uh, that that Danny Boyle is high on uh, MGM's list. Mm-hmm. Um, that conversations have kind of cooled uh, around the last three frontrunners. And then the next day, Mike Fleming followed up with his sources and said that uh, it's John Logan. John Logan is writing the script. For for for, no, for, the, for Danny Boyle's idea, it's him. Not John Logan, the other guy, the guy who did. I um, think it is not John. I forgot who's the the other guy. He did um, the the writer he keeps working with. I John Hodge. Is that I, it? I forgot the name. It's in the picture. It's in the, I it's it was in the story. John Logan. Anyways, yeah. uh, Danny Boyle is is you know the, somebody is writing a script with him. Right. Uh, he has an idea for almost like a standalone Bond movie, His which would be which would be Craig's last outing. Do you think Danny Boyle would be a good fit for the Bond franchise? Oh, are you kidding? Of si- course. Simon, you're first because oh, yeah, you're, you're the Brit. Yeah, no, I think he would. Um, <laughs> I'll, 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 pay respect <laughs> oh, well, I'll just talk on behalf of the entire you, UK you, film you industry. Geek. <laughs> yeah, that's right. To get your fat ass in a locker, you fuck. Um, I no, I think he would be really good. I think the one thing that is against him is the fact that he hasn't actually had a hit movie in quite a while. And I think there might be some trepidation over whether he can bring the bucks. As far as creativity, I think he could absolutely do it. And I think he would turn out a great movie. But I can understand that there might be some trepidation over his bankability. 
I would personally love to see him do this. I mean, I know Chris Nolan said, I'm not, I'm not interested, I'm not up for this, I'm not doing it. Um, I know that's not going to happen. I would, have, out of the two of them, I would have much rather have seen a Danny Boyle slightly sort of more, more sort of different, different type of grittier film than a richer, darker um, movie that, that perhaps Chris Nolan would have taken. I'm personally very happy and totally okay with this idea. And he's also worked with the Bond property before for the Olympics previously. Right. And I he's got a very interesting connection with Daniel. Um, and Daniel is someone who, in the industry, um, is not certainly by no stretch um, the most difficult um, person in the industry, but having a good relationship with Daniel does help. That is something that he already has. And I think it'll be an interesting meeting of minds. Daniel likes to have a say in what kind of he wants to do and how he sees things. And I think that those visions would work really nicely together. Alberto? Oh, man, I love the, the choice. Danny Boyle's a yeah. hyperkinetic filmmaker. Remember the beach with Leo, the original transplanting? I mean, come on, the, guy, the guy's baller. But, uh, yeah, and I totally didn't, I forgot about that connection when he, did the, when he worked with Daniel Craig right. during the last Olympics. One of the yeah. highlights of that opening ceremony, people still talk about it today. But maybe you can get the queen back. But as you, I'm pretty sure you know, Eon and the broccoli mm-hmm. could be as a difficult, not difficult, yeah. excuse me. Take, uh, they could be like what Marvel is over here when it comes to filmmakers. They have a certain machinery, you got to hit certain beats, we need certain things. I don't know if Danny Boyle, Danny Boyle could work within that framework. We could, we have to see. But the broccoli's in Eon remains something. He is kind of cut from a very similar mold, though, of Sam Mendes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both being Brits, they both uh, directed a Best Picture winner. Yep. Um, you know, I think that the one thing that's kind of lacking in Boyle's resume is uh, is action. Not that there isn't action in some of his movies, but he's never made like an, an actual action movie. Yep. But what he is really good at is mixing tortured characters and humor in the same thing. For instance, Train Spotting, very dark, full of tortured characters, yet he managed to have this underlying levity. Yes, that is really, really good. I right. would be interested to see what That's he true. does with action. I think it would be very nicely considered action. And at the end of the day, some of the Bond movies that have had great action sequences turned out to be some of the shittiest Bond movies of all. Yes, but second so, unit directors have come up. Like, yeah, what's the right. guy who directed um, the one in the seventies uh, when when uh, the Spy Who Loved Me? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of. I mean, Amazing. Danny Boyle will be fine because he'll just have to hire a dope second unit director yep. to do the action for him. Um, I mean, he's done groundbreaking before, as far as like those zombies in Twenty Eight Days Later. You yeah, know, the way. Yeah. That oh he, my God! Hello, yeah. that's an action movie. Yeah, yeah in, in a, in a sense, it's, it's, it's definitely the closest he, he has come. Um, Hyperkinetic. I think he would be really good. I'm I'm generally a Danny Boyle fan. You are right that the last few movies haven't necessarily worked. I didn't love the Train Spotting sequel. I didn't love Trance. Uh, I yeah. lo- I did love Steve Jobs, but it didn't do any business. No. And I haven't been loving Trust, his his upcoming FX series. Okay, um, that has right. not necessarily impressed me. But you look at his early early filmography; it's hard to argue. Yeah, exactly. I would. I mean, I'd be entirely comfortable with that, and you know, he'd be a safe pair of hands. He's not going to go rogue. He's not going to try some crazy shit. But he'll have if, some really nice. If and the fresh script ideas. comes in and, and they're like, you know what, I don't love it, or, or maybe it's the wrong time for the, this kind of reinvention or mm. whatever, and, and maybe we'll even hold this over until you know we, we introduce the next the next bond, and they go back to that original Purvis and Wade but is script. It, is it the wrong time, or is it exactly the right time? Because this is Bond twenty five, and this franchise is going to roll and if you do want this final bit of the chapter before you change the bond this to set the tone for the next chapter interesting could actually be the way to go rather than waiting for 26 for the change start the change now you wouldn't 
I feel like you would you would if you were going to really change it up and change up what a Bond movie is or what it looks like, wouldn't that come with the new Bond? Here's a crazy idea: get him to do twenty five and twenty six, sign him oh. up, film them. Mm, no, nah. I, I'd say get rid of him now. Then I don't need two more Craig movies. No. I, I can stand. No, 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 no. One. no. What, I, what I'm you saying is, make it, what make the transition to get him to do twenty five and twenty six. Introduce the new Bond and then carry it through because you know if you are going to have that transition to a new Bond at that point. If you have someone that handles that, is that elastoplast over the top of it, that that filmic duct tape might make that transition a lot smoother. You know, I'm not a huge Bond guy, so I'm going to defer to you on this. You're, You're the like expert. Bond, bro? Wow. You like superheroes, you like Bond, you like Dungeons okay. & Dragons. Belongs, What's in, this guy? belongs in that locker. Yeah, you, you, you guys <laughs> are inner geekdom competitors. <laughs> um, all right, Black Panther. Simon, give us the box Oof. office lowdown. Well, it did quite well. It did quite how did, well. How did you do in the office pool? Uh, I nobody they, got they it. I did 150 over three and 200 over four. I did 200 over three and 242 over four. Yeah, yeah. that was an insane nobody opening. Nobody got it. Um, over six days domestically, it's done 277.5, according to Variety. Uh, worldwide, um, by Thursday, half, uh, 500 million. Um, which is not bad. Which is not bad at all. Um, yeah, and, and this weekend it's still going to continue. I think they're looking at a, a weekend of a, of a hundred million this weekend. Three, I got one hundred two. Three on day board. I, I think it's going to be which over is like exactly 100. like one hundred one. I think is a fifty percent. Thing. So you're looking at like a 49% uh, drop? Yeah, see, I, I think it's going to go over a, a 100. I think we can see 110, maybe 120, because a lot of right. people are going back to see this again and again and again. And word of mouth is exceptionally strong for it. So I think 100 is, is slightly conservative, somewhere between 100 and 120. I, I would... I struggled with this all week because okay. this is the final week in our fantasy movie league, right? And oh. I am trailing Neil Turris. Fucking nerdy by man. a little bit. It, that is, nerdy. is nerdy. fantasy <laughs> box. You, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. When you get the Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I'll take the fantasy you, box. Okay, up. Dude, Check this out. You know, fantasy outside. football is yeah. fantasy football and fantasy office league. Whatever. Mm. It's Dungeons and Dragons with movie characters or yeah. jocks. That's yeah. all it is. Fair Thank enough. you. Fair enough. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> that said, so I, I'm kind of with you. I thought it was going to overperform and, and be like 120, Simon. Yeah. I don't know if the grosses have been so strong during the week that mm. some of that that it's eating up into some of that weekend business. Like, I mean, we we haven't seen weekday grosses like this in quite a while. We haven't, but there's also, I mean, even though there's a you know there's a couple of big movies out this weekend, there is no real competition. So. Mm. I mean, you know, that, I, so I, so anyway, my my point is that I bet big on game night. I'm betting that game night is going to overperform. You really liked it, right? I really enjoyed game so night. So did I. Very and I think funny. that you know, it's the first comedy in a while to have a, a Rotten Tomato score of over eighty percent. It's the first one to be genuinely funny. Yeah, consistently. Uh, it, last year was a bad year for comedy yeah. between Snatched and, and Rough Night and Baywatch mm. uh, and The House. Like you know, all the big studio comedies didn't really work. Daddy's Home Two, Bastards. Um, so yeah, this is, I, I, that's why I think people, given the state of, of affairs in the world, people mm-hmm. are going to go flock to a comedy. So I bet big on Game Night, uh, and, and we'll see if it if it cracks like that sixteen to twenty range. Well, Game Night, they're looking. It's, it did uh, a million in previews. It's looking at a, a weekend of twelve to fourteen, and then Annihilation is the other big one that did nine hundred thousand in previews, and it's looking at ten to twelve. I think Game Night's going to do more because there are a lot of people really interested. Deadline to see revised it. its estimate before our show started, okay. and they said it's looking like uh, fourteen to 21. I could, I, I could see I would so say that's what 14 I'm, I'm to 20. On. I we'll think see. 20 would be entirely doable. He has his own numbers. He's always trying to go first before everybody that, yeah. over that deadline and he doesn't really use... He, he, he kind of... That's like, fair too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we were talking about Annihilation too because that also yeah. comes out this week. The Natalie yeah. Portman sci-fi movie. You didn't see it but you wanted it. to see it. Yeah, I, I'm curious. You to don't see give it. a shit, do you? 
I, I want to see. I just the, the screenings. I had to meet people. I couldn't go. Okay, okay. I, I, th- I thought I sensed like some just general disinterest, and I was curious yeah, it's, why it's, don't you want to see it's, it? It's now not to you know. It's it looks a little too cerebral for me. You know. Uh, you know, that that was what the, the producer's argument was um, beforehand. I I didn't love it. I just think it's one of those movies that looks beautiful and sounds beautiful, mm-hmm. and ultimately it's like, what the fuck did I just see? So Blade um, Runner, exactly like Blade Runner, which is why I said if you love Blade Runner twenty forty nine, you we will love Annihilation. Again, like, yeah. So it's atmosphere and all. Yeah. That. And, and okay. if some people were like, is this a is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm like, well, it depends what you thought. It's elevated sci fi. Yeah, I, but it's, it's interesting, and we we touched on this last week. <laughs> Annihilation is theatrical here um, domestically, but in the UK it's going to Netflix. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I just don't, there's not generally the buzz on the street. People aren't saying, I'm looking forward to, within, you know, there are people within the the film community who are interested in seeing it. And a couple of people are going, you know, in the the chat, do I I see Game Night? Do I see Annihilation? There's not the excitement and stuff around that. Definitely see Game Night. Yeah, Game Night is is seriously worth your money. And there's so many surprises in that movie, and the script is so tight. Uh, it's very raw, actually, a couple of places. I was like, yeah. it's pretty good. There's teeth sucking in that. That's really, really good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't... There's not the buzz for Annihilation. Um, I, I don't see it opening sort of higher than three, maybe four in the chart. Black Panther, um, number one, I think that's going to retain that by some margin. I think then it's going to be Game Night and then possibly Jumanji still at number three. Mm, um, and I Jesus. think it's going to be three or four is going to be between... Um, uh, Annihilation and, and something like Jumanji or maybe Peter Rabbit. I mean, that's kind of dropping quite a bit, but, you know. Annihilation, man. I just felt like people were tripping over themselves to call this movie a masterpiece. You know, people pr- get praising the cast of them. Tessa Thompson is things. in this movie for like five minutes. Yeah. She, she has like no lines. Uh, come on. I come think on, that there's, But there's a number of factors in here that always do get people to, to do this thing. There's the director. There's the fact that it is visually impressing and it sounds impressive. And also the fact that there's a lot of women who lead this cast. There are a number yeah, of things in people there. People want to see it that, succeed. That I want to see it succeed. My girl also, Gina Rodriguez, who's good you, in the movie. You but. absolutely have to be realistic and give your own honest opinion and not the one that you think that you should exactly. be giving. And people do get excited about this. I definitely do. So many, especially within this genre, and also within within sort of superheroes, they think that they have to defend the movie, and by defending it, they have to say that it's amazing. Uh, I'm curious to see it. I'm interested in seeing it. I'm it's just, just not tired of these critics who are like, "Well, if you don't like this movie, then you don't. Then you're then you like stupid sci-fi movies." Well, like, we, yeah. Very condescending critics around this movie. I've seen. It not is, to and then you also get the critics who they love everything, and it's like you can't love everything. You've got to have you've got to have shades of gray. You've got to have a palette. Umberto, what did what did you want to talk about? What's next on your list? To see? No, to to to, to discuss. Is there anything on your mind this week? Uh, uh, honestly, I've been dealing. Both my Facebook pages got hacked, so I've been. I'm still. Dude, dealing. I've been getting. I wake up every morning now, and I have like six emails from Facebook. That's like your your you know uh, password reset code is this. Uh, uh, somebody's trying to hack me too. I think. No, they got my fan pages, man. So it's like it's, really? it's just a. Nightmare. You don't have like a, du- a dual authentication thing with. No, it's it's a it's a it's a vulnerability in their business manager okay, that's been ex- okay. that 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 was previously exploited and Facebook. You know, paid 20, like two thousand dollars to the hacker that mm-hmm. discovered. Facebook has this bug program where oh. if you find a bug and it's, it's and it passes the sniff test, you get money for it. So mm-hmm. now all these Indian hackers are like trying to find flaws, but there was a flaw in business manager. They got in, they kicked me out, and they what do they do to you, what do they do to your page? They started spamming it with like offensive content and stuff. So, oh shit! Yeah, oh, dude. So I got I got own, I got I got admin status of my pages, but I don't have ownership of them. They're still in this hacked account, and it's just. 
Simon, put put him in touch with your friends at the FBI. FBI. I was saying I, I had to death threats the other week. No, Facebook yeah. is, is just a nightmare to deal with. So it's like oh. Jesus. Okay, well then I understand. Uh, you know, uh, you're being a f- frazzled a bit. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's worrisome. It, it can take up a lot of your time. What it can you be distressing. Say? I was going to say, hey guys, did you hear about Jessica Chastain oh, uh, being linked to the adult role in it? I don't know if you guys heard about this at all this week. <laughs> this was huge news that nobody saw coming. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this on the show a long time ago. No shame. So, so no, <laughs> was busting out his bit, his big tease all weekend, and I'll, and I'll be honest, he, he had me sweating. You had uh, I, Umberto and I talked over the weekend. We're like, "What do you think it could be?" We I called. Up. I called Jeff. I was like, "I mean, I made some calls, you know, just to see if he was in my space." Nah, so. I figured it was something to do with Bond. It just yeah. felt like you, sometimes you can just <laughs> sense it in the atmosphere. Like oh, there's something with Bond going on. Um, so what was funny is that you know on, on Monday morning he, or Tuesday morning he comes out swinging with the Jessica Chastain thing, oh, which is something man. I believe I've said on the show before. Which you know <laughs> Andy Machetti has said in interviews. Yeah, uh, for, for since it, September. And it just like wasn't that big a surprise, yeah. um, but uh, to Kroll's credit, he then had a monster day. He posterized yeah. the two of us. He broke like six fucking things in a row. One of which was the Bond thing. So he may have just been stalling. Uh, Not stalling. He got tr- he got roasted on his Twitter feed when he first broke Justin. It was it was a sight to well, be- behold. But, but it was may- awesome. maybe it's because he was actually teasing the Danny Boyle thing, which he did break like six hours later. Yeah. But you know, if he had led with that, yeah, we wouldn't oh, have roasted course. him. No, that that's the thing. But like I told you before, um, like you and I, what you and I, and it is big news. But what you and I think is big news, and it's happened to me just like it happened to Justin many times. Audience might not think it's big news. They might not even mm. care. And there was a lot of meh passes or like dumb. His story and stuff. did huge business. I of thought. Course. It, yeah, it was. It was, it, it was number one. It was they everywhere. Got, yeah, they got the best SEO in the business, of course. Um, and and well, well, that's kind of the thing. It was like I was telling him, like, man, I. It's not like I haven't made the calls on Jessica Chastain okay. and it. It's just Justin. You work a variety. Uh, and, and, and you're always going to get that call first because you're variety, you know. Like, and, and he under—I think Justin understands that he's right. he's in an enviable position. I've been in that position before, mm-hmm. and I've seen how it works. Yeah, yeah. Going down a, a step and, and going down another step, or where, you know, whatever. They they do get leaked a lot of stuff. They got leaked an executive firing that I knew about. Listen, like, oh, they, they, okay, cool. Variety Holland Reporter—that is, you know, the business has been trained for 90 years to right. go with them. To, you know, to things, uh, but that's what, go to them with th- things. That's where guys like you and I that are well, we're on the trying outliers, to up, upset yeah. the, the basic flow. But so, but sometimes even when we know things, mm-hmm. you know, we don't get that that call, to the, that green light to say, okay, you can go with it. We get oh, it a minute I after, a, a minute after. But, you know? Oh my god, that's the worst. But I mean, you know, full uh, it happened to me with Annapurna and Booksmart the, uh, on Friday. Uh, but, well, well, I wasn't even tracking the cast of it to you. I should be, you know. I probably get in trouble for it, but I was. It's not even on my radar. No, no. I, 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 again, there's so much that we have to cover, man. I think it, there's it's it's a crazy amount, and, I, and it's all about start dates too. Yeah. So you got to really once you can figure out what's heading into production, then you know what's going to be casting soon, and yeah. yada yada. But also with with Jessica Chastain, I mean, a lot of people when after the movie came out, when the first it came. So the, the last year's it came out. Um, a lot of people were lists of actresses yeah, with yeah. red hair that this could possibly be. Which is like three actresses. three actresses, and it was kind of like so. There's, there's Jessica Chastain, there's Amy Adams, there's Karen Gillan, 
There's Nicole Kidman, more blonde than anything else. <laughs> little little too old for that role. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But I'm saying there's lo- there's not exactly you know a lot of people you can dye hair. Mm. I'm aware of that, so yes. you can change it. But it's Jessica Chastain was still on the top of that list, and, everyone, and it seemed popular that she would be a popular choice. So when that story she, came out, a scoop is a scoop, and yeah. do not want to take away from that. And, and, I, and I told also, Justin I would have run the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not poking holes in the story. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, so, right. I'm certainly not, but it's it kind of like... blown up, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Uh, he took a page from my playbook, and now he he, know, he learned that it could blow up it, in your face. It man. worked, though. The advertising, every single tweet of his between... The... He lost like 300 followers after that. Did he that. really? Oh, really? yeah, we were watching his oh, Twitter that's followers. That's just petty DC it's fans. Or yes, exactly. It was crazy. hilarious. And he thought we would complain. Bro, I'm not going to complain. But I just it doesn't change it. the world. None of this stuff changes the world. It's fucking yeah. doesn't matter. No, to us it means. To yeah. The oh, five, yeah. To the five insider ninjas in Hollywood, to us it's everything. Speaking of hot Justin Kroll scoops. I'm talking. Oh, this hot. isn't just hot, guys. This uh, one was flaming hot. Flaming hot. <laughs> the, the, I see a headline yesterday. It's like flaming hot Cheetos inspired movie in the works at Fox Searchlight and uh, and from producer Devon Franklin. So I tweeted out like you know from from the studio that brought you The Shape of Water and Three Billboards, the flaming hot Cheetos movie. Uh, now in truth, this actually is not a terrible idea. It is just like joy. Uh, well, Flaming Hot Cheetos gives people the wrong idea that it's like the emoji movie, but with chips. Yeah. Uh, this is about a, a janitor. I don't know if he was a, a legal or an illegal immigrant at Frito Lay mm-hmm. who came up with the idea for Flaming Hot Cheetos. It's just like Joy, but with uh, a diverse lead. Think, okay. you know, Joy is just about the woman who created Miracle Mops. We all thought that was ridiculous. I actually like Joy. It made $100 million worldwide, believe it or not. I'm still scratching my head about the fact that somebody, someone went into a pitch meeting. With that, with the miracle going, movie, like, that is it was David great. O. Russell, no less. Yeah, hey, I don't knock the hustle. You got it in. Got so, it. so, so well, listen. While that. the the story itself and the headline was frankly fucking hilarious, <laughs> I understand how this movie could work. You know, yeah. as Justin sort of had, had explained it to me, I just thought it was funny that multiple studios were chasing the flaming hot Cheetos movie. Um, oh, oh, genu- I thought it was a fake headline. I thought it was. I genuinely thought it was a fake story. <laughs> like someone in an office somewhere had hit. A button for like a dummy story that you have for like a test page, right? And someone had accidentally pressed send, and I was like, "What? Yeah, she crazy." But then I read the story and I understood. You know, Devon Franklin is a brand, just like um, Jason Blum is. Mm -hmm. So you know, through through that lens of knowing the kinds of movies that Devon makes, I think it could work. Interesting thing though is I I don't know if it'll ever get made though. No, (laughs) I I mean, there's the question of whether it'll get made or whatever. Never gets made. But also. Audiences generally, they don't get, or more commonly, they don't get on board with movies that are explanation heritage movies. So Joy did okay, didn't do amazing, and and that's what Jennifer Lawrence, and that's the only that's reason with, that movie yeah, got made. Jennifer Lawrence, there because I'll tell you so something you haven't movies. seen is Founder. The, you haven't. I was just going to say the didn't Founder do particularly well, and I'll tell I you one great movie. One movie yeah. I love the Founder is terrific. Yeah. One movie you haven't seen uh, come to fruition that was announced years ago. Where's Sandra Bullock's Tupperware movie? Yeah, you know. The woman who created Tupperware. 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 So uh, you're right, though. Those kinds of movies don't necessarily do well. Jobs didn't do well. uh, Social Network did. Social Network did, yeah. Yeah, that's Fincher. But they had a good social media campaign behind that. Right. So anyways, uh, we can move on from Flaming Hot Cheetos. Listen, uh, I won't take it away from the kid. Kroll had a great week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Let's talk about Pinocchio, since he's your buddy. Yeah, Paul King. Blowing up Hollywood. First, right it was now. Willy Wonka last week. Yeah. Now he's doing Disney's Pinocchio. Yeah. 
really good pretty, call. Uh, pretty good deal for the Everybody guy who made wants that 100% rated Rotten Tomatoes movie. Everybody wants to work with Paul. Um, whenever he comes up in conversation when I'm talking to execs and stuff like that, nobody has anything but amazing things to say about him. Everybody wants to work with Paul King. Paul King's next five to ten years in Hollywood is pretty much secure. And I think with, with big movies like Pinocchio and Wonka, he's, he's seriously... I, I would predict that within, oh God, five years, he is given something, I'm not going to say it is this franchise, but something like a, a, a Star Wars or a something like that that is a, 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 a known franchise he, movie. He trends young. He trends young, but the stories that he tells from that young trend point appeal to such to what, a wide yeah, audience. Exactly. Everybody seems such to love Paddington. Again, that's not a movie I'm going to see. But, and if you um, Paddington, Paddington 2 was great and there was right. a lot of there was a lot of sort of, you know, um uh Wes Anderson style touches in that design mm-hmm. wise and stuff. Seriously, Hollywood loves Paul King right now. Definitely has a bright future. Really what what bright do you future. think of this Pinocchio hire? Oh, it's, it's solid. Yeah. Um Disney's remaking all their, their their cartoons into live action movies, Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. Lion King, which I'm stoked for. It's the next in line, you know. Wasn't on my radar. Do you have, do you have any idea uh, who might play the boy or who you think should play the boy? It'll probably be one of those Stranger Thing kids or the it kids, whatever the hot. It yeah, kids I don't know moment. how old they are. Yeah. Um, how old the, the role is? You know, uh, if he's under ten or if he's fifteen, I don't know. Like we bodied, we bodied, uh, we bodied. Uh, the Lion King casting, mm-hmm. like yeah, Justin, did a really Ju- good job. Justin was on here and he said he he said uh, who's going to play Scar? When I heard that, I was like, I'm going to take that Boom. shit, I, and we broke Scar, you know. And yeah, so we, we have somebody off who's got good dibs with Disney. But so we'll did, see. Disney are not afraid to cast unknowns in sort of lead right. roles. They have good taste too. Jungle yeah, Book, Jungle Book. I was going to say Book, Jungle yeah. Book's a really good example. Pete's Dragon, Pete's Dragon. Um, I mean, I love that movie. It didn't do particularly well, but I really enjoyed Me it. Me too. Um, you know, Aladdin has a number of people in there who who have some experience but aren't big names aside from the likes of Will Smith. So they're not afraid to find somebody new. So I would not be surprised if they cast someone who we don't know yet. Okay. Yeah, I, so. I, I threw out Jacob Tremblay just because I, I think Pinocchio actually, strangely, uh, has a lot of emotional heavy lifting to mm. it. It's uh, it's a demanding role of an actor, and I, I think you know there's very very few little boys who could handle something like that. Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. Maybe think, an unknown. Yeah. Uh, but, but also, I mean, but Tremblay has not like sold out and done that huge movie yet, though. No. You know. But also, he's getting to he's getting to that point where he's going to start. He's going to start get looking and getting older quite you're, soon. You're right. He's going to go through Pinocchio, puberty real quick. I don't think we're going to see that hitting screens for maybe two, possibly three, because if he's got Wonka and he's already... In, yeah, he know, could look well, totally different by the time he starts filming yeah. it and, and finishes it. Yeah, you know, he's going to look like an adolescent <laughs> Pinocchio. I mean, how old is how old is he now? He's early teens, I'm assuming. Oh, so then he'd be looking like 15, 16. Yeah. So I just don't... And you don't really want to have someone filming that, because at that point in their life, you know, you just logistically, that's going to be quite difficult to match everything um i i i mean i i think i think they're going to go with someone who's unknown and i think they're going to fill the rest of the cast with with well-known well-known classically classic actors who who is geppetto robert downey jr art to i love kevin klein i know he was in he was in oh tom hanks not bad um kevin klein was great in beauty and the beast he was. He was. Fabulous. He was really good, um, and he doesn't um, get enough credit for that. And I'd love to see him doing it. Okay, Jeff Bridges. 
Too old, that maybe? Uh, no, that wouldn't be bad. Geppetto's fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Kevin That's Klein's what he actually says name, in the script. Geppetto. That's a line. That is a breaking, old. that's an exclusive. Here I meet the movie press. First line of the script. In the movie. Pinocchio going, in the movie. Pinocchio. How old are, how are you? Fucking uh, <laughs> old. Guys, Universal made big yeah. news this week announcing Jurassic World 3. This yeah. is months ahead of the release of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sign of confidence. They got a, a, a female screenwriter, Emily Carmichael, is going to be teaming up, I think, with uh, Trevorrow and uh, Connolly or whatever is going on there. Um, Jurassic World 3, thoughts? Uh we're not in the movie business anymore. You should know very well right now. We're in the IP event business. Right. Okay, so it's not surprising to me that they're making a third one. Yeah. You know, you, I'm looking forward to it. My question with this is, again, not surprised they're making it. Um, I saw, always saw that after the first one being so successful that this would be a trilogy. Do you think that when they've made the third, they're going to continue that? Or do you think they're going to do and go and work on a new trilogy with new people? Because uh, this is this is such a moneymaker for them now. It's It's... I would be amazed if they don't try and do another trilogy. I'd be surprised if they leave it after three. But would they try and continue with Chris Pratt, et cetera, et cetera? Or do you think that... If I'm Chris Pratt, I'm getting the fuck out of there. Yeah, um, I, I, I would be amazed if he stuck past I, a third movie I, if they take it past I that. I really am curious what, what Chris Pratt's career would look like if he didn't have to go back and forth every year or two to... Guardians, and then we do a Jurassic movie, then we do a Guardians movie, then we do a Jurassic World movie, and it's like, where can we get something else? Bro, from he's got to work. He's got. He's getting divorced. He's gonna have to pay alimony, <laughs> child support. He needs to make money, bro. Oh, does he? <laughs> I feel like Anna Faris probably makes more than him. Uh, with, with LA a, in LA, it's community with property with state, big, bro. Fifty big, fifty. Cross. Exactly. So you know, doesn't he get half of her shit? <laughs> um, she's one with a big hit sitcom, Jurassic World 3, 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Fallen Kingdom, though. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for that. Hopefully, my, hopefully I'll receive my movie pass by then. Oh, <laughs> People are talking, going back to Pinocchio very quickly. A couple of suggestions. Um, Mark Rylance, uh, Brian Cranston, and uh, someone said Donald Brian Sutherland. Cranston. I think he's too old. Yeah. Liam Neeson, I quite like, because he does have a very he particular set of skills. Yeah. Um, or Christopher Plummer as Geppetto. Uh, that's from Animation Dudes. Well, you could cast Kevin Spacey oh, first. Okay. Christopher Plummer. Right. He's hot. He's Oscar nominee. Yeah. Um, not a ton of other stuff. The Muppets are going to Disney's uh, over-the-top service. They are. Streaming service, yeah. it sounds like. That's kind of cool. Are you a Muppets guy? Of course. Who isn't a Muppets guy? I like on? the Muppets. Maybe that makes me a little geeky. Hey, if you guys <laughs> like the Muppets, <laughs> then you might be interested in the piece that I've done with Lisa Henson, um, the CEO um, of the uh, the Jim Henson uh, company, because uh, Black Crystal comes back into movie theaters this week in the first week of March for a total of four nights. Uh, it's a 4K restoration. It looks absolutely amazing. Um, I got to go on to the lot, have a little chat with Lisa, which is amazing. Um, we talk about the Dark Crystal, the legacy of, of her dad's work, and obviously Frank Oz, amazing Frank Oz, uh, and talks about why never say never about a Dark Crystal sequel. Ooh. So that is on Forbes now, so check that out. <laughs> I knew you'd be super excited did, about did that. Say you you look, nerd. Did she say you look like a Muppet? She did. She <laughs> yeah. I was gonna go somewhere else, and yes, she did. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, real quick. Kiersey Clemens, yeah. female lead in the Zorro movie with yeah. Gael Garcia Bernal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the fat kid from it. I think his name is Jeremy Ray Taylor. He played Ben oh. in it. Well, he's a fat he kid. Just from it. Okay he just likes to go. He just likes to go by oh. the fat kid. I know it. it's, he's a fat kid in it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he joined Goosebumps too. Uh, so I, he was my favorite one in the movie. Terrible. So I'm glad to see him uh, continue working. Uh, the Duplass brothers signed a deal with Netflix. They did. You guys, Duplass fans? Yeah, or you I like? am. Yeah, no, they, they they know how to make movies on the cheap. I don't mm-hmm. like their hustle. I even read their. I think not. No, I'm talking. I read their book. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I haven't watched Creep book. Two. Damn, yeah, I'm that. looking forward to it because I enjoyed Creep. 
I, yeah. Uh, ch- check that out. Um, Gem Artisan's playing Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez to direct Hypnotic. Are you familiar with that property? I didn't hear that. This is the first time hearing it. You know, oh, yeah. Uh, teaming up with Max Borenstein. Um, Anne Hathaway is doing D. Reese's next movie. Yeah. That's a cool team up. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. playing Trevor Noah's mother. That came out of Really? Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, everybody's tracking what's next born, for this hot Born cast. a Crime or something? Yeah, Born a Crime. The the novel. I mean, not the novel. The autobiography. autobiography yeah. Yeah. Um, we got a, a trailer for Jared Leto's movie, The, the Outsider. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That, that almost starred Tom Hardy, I feel like. It's like a, a white guy joining the the Yakuza. I don't know if that would actually... Oh, I guess, that wait, is that, I, isn't that... That, that sounds a like a Chris Foley movie. I think that's a true story. Okay. No? no? Is it like a ninja movie or a Yakuza movie? Like, yeah, it's a Yakuza oh, movie. Oh, I, I love Black Rain as a kid growing up. So I'm not that yeah, Black Rain's okay. amazing. Yeah. That, to me, that storyline sounds like an Adam Sandler or like a Chris Farley or a... Right, like a look at me, Hills I'm ninja. in the Yakuza. How did that happen? Um, That'll pretty much do it. I mean, you know, there's some whispers out there about what may be next for, for Chris Nolan. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how legit they are. We'll see. I'm hearing it's the uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos movie. Yes. Chris, yeah. You heard Right here first, Chris Nolan's uh, Chris Flaming Nolan Hot Cheetos Flamin trilogy. Um, that would be, be a great April Fool's Day tweet. Also, before we finish, um, uh, BAFTA uh, last weekend. <laughs> three, no, come on. Come on. Why are you laughing at the BAFTAs? Why are you laughing at the BAFTAs? Three Billboards took Best Film. Um, Guillermo del Toro takes Best Director. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. You're on the show next week, right? You're here? Uh, I am next week, yeah. All right, we'll do our Oscar predictions then next week. Umberto, do you have any thoughts on Best Picture before we leave you? Best Picture, uh, I follow what Steve Pond and... uh, You just go with what Pond says. Pond (laughs) Pond and Tapley. And Tapley. That's a good rule of thumb. Dunkirk, Get Out, I've got great respect for Chris Tapley. I don't know if I... You know, he's pushing the Dunkirk thing. I don't see Dunkirk. I think, I, I think I don't think I it's don't in see, the picture, oh, no. but I think Guillermo gets a director. Yes, I think. Well, I think, I think yeah. that's a, a and I shoe think in. three billboards is going to take um, film. But yeah, just listening to Steve Pond is generally a good rule of thumb for everybody. That'll do it for me. The movie press this week, and yep. thank you for joining us. Where can thank the good you. folks find you? At El Mayimbe on Twitter, TheRap.com, and Adamberto Gonzalez on Instagram. And check out Heroic Hollywood. HeroicHollywood.com. Yeah, Anybody with a Facebook Connect at Facebook Media, please get in touch with me. I'm, I'm going to offer a reward at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I may take you up on it. Oh, man. Um, you Simon. fucking nerd. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Showbiz Simon on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And the Facebook page is This is Simon Thompson. And check out my stuff on Forbes, including a hot scoop with Heather Graham. And, and if you guys want to email Simon, it, it's, it's Dungeon Master. 69 at yeah. gmail.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> yours is uh, athletebuff <laughs> at com. Jeff Snyder, your editor in chief of the tracking board, tracking hyphen board.com, at the insider on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, <laughs> thank you for watching the Popcorn Talk Network. You've just met the Meet the Movie Press. I don't know what I just said there. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good weekend, folks. Peace. Tell your friends. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. Would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.